Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories, and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice, and I had the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Jeff with us. Hello, Jeff. Hello, John. Thank you for taking the time out to do this. I know life gets busy sometimes. Uh, my pleasure. It's, uh, it is bizarre how busy we've been, actually, in, even in lockdown. Uh, it's something that I listened to this morning about how time seems to fill itself. It does. It does indeed. So, so tell us about your business, Jeff. What do you do? Well, it's a, it's a bit of an eclectic uh, uh, collection, uh, all based on my experiences. So I, am, I, I do consulting, teaching, advising, and researching uh, all around the topic of strategy. Um, so strategy is, is something that uh, I've been fascinated for many years. And as a result of that, um, I have both a consultancy and do have a teaching role um, but I'd, I'd, I'll have to even take a step back to probably explain a bit of the background on that. Um, I trained as an engineer, but took on the role as a combination of hands-on engineering, analytical, uh, commercial, etc. I was I was a technical expert, but also a salesman and a collector. And I, I was constantly amazed at people who were given roles they were rarely prepared for. So... That interested me in, in an MBA, which I am a bit long in the tooth. That was 30 years ago. Um, and, and I also chose one that required experience because I wanted to see how other people experience things. And then I went into practice for myself. Um, that said, I do have corporate experience. I ran a division for a pharmaceutical company for a couple of years. Um, but I, I was constantly drawn towards this idea that um, a second pair of eyes was, was useful. Uh, that said, I also got into an engineering business, which I ran for 25 years and sold last year. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I got, I got to practice what I preach as well. Ah, fabulous. So it sounds like you've been on quite a journey and you made it sound so easy was there any challenges along the way well starting starting a consultancy um when you're up against the mckenzie's and the bcgs and everything in the world is is a huge challenge now i know a lot of people who have fallen out of a particular role within a business and then use that as their impetus uh when i was with the pharmaceutical company i i saw what could be done from the outside I didn't necessarily know how to go about doing that. Uh, but I had also experienced the endless organizational issues that, that no one teaches you about. And, you know, so I developed tools and techniques that, that help people see what strategy was all about. And to be perfectly honest, it, it, it just kind of grew organically, uh, but it was fits and starts. Uh, like all businesses, you 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 continually need to generate business. Um, I pride myself in finishing work, unlike many consultants who like to see if they can get a lifetime uh, out of out of a particular company. Um, but the more I worked with those and made them capable, my continued education, etc., I passed on to them. And so, for the last almost thirty years, I've lived by word of mouth. 
Wow. And it is so true. Um, a second pair of eyes can make all the difference. Uh, a friend of mine once said, when you're inside a bottle, it's hard to read the label. <laughs> Excellent expression. I'll pinch that. Yes. <laughs> so I wonder, when, when you go into a company uh, or you start into a, a relationship with a company, what sort of things are you looking out for? Well, this is the, this is the, the, the tough it's, it's, it's kind of like selling insurance in, in many ways that most people don't recognize their needs. Um, those companies who you would love to work for or with tend to be well clued in and not necessarily in need of you. Then you've got those companies who are in dire straits who um, perhaps don't have their listening ears on. So a lot of it is exploration. Um, I do a lot of homework um, when I, I you know, get a, a, an opportunity. At the moment, I lecture uh, at the uh, two University of Southampton and Henley Business School. Um, I lecture solely to executives, not to any of the um, course uh, um, uh, undergraduates, etc. And I find that you start to get a feel for them. And then you can actually say, well, are you suffering from this? Are you suffering from that? And once you're talking their language, and I've worked a lot of industries. I mean, I've done over 160 odd projects uh, in 50, more than 50 countries. Uh, and you start to see that, that they will warm to the discussion when you're talking about them. And that's, I mean, that's a key trick for sales as, as well as, as for anything else is talk about what their situation is. Most of the time they've never been asked and that's what tends to open up the door. I'm no psychologist. I, I'm an engineer. So I do things very systematically. Uh, but that, that would be, I guess, you know, the, 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 the real key to getting a good piece of work is something that actually interests me, but it's because I've taken an interest in them. Yeah. So you started with, with the human first before you get down to the data, the numbers. Well, and this is an interesting thing. Uh, I came up with the concept of strategy as a leadership tool some years ago with, uh, when, with my work with Henley and, um, all business schools teach leadership, all business schools teach strategy, but they don't seem to meet anywhere. And the research for my doctorate, I needed to bridge these two. Now, from an academic standpoint, that would be bridging strategy with organizational behavior. But ultimately, a strategy is about organizational behavior. It's about getting people to do something. And therefore, you need to have that human side to understand what it is. A great strategy or perceived to be great strategy that's on a document that's in a drawer is not actually a strategy. It's not a strategy until it can be implemented. And most problems arise because they blame the implementation, whereas actually they, the starting point was wrong. And, and therefore, you do need to take that consideration. It is a human element. Um, what I really would like businesses to think about is that if it can't be implemented, if there's problems, is it truly a strategy? And that's my starting point. That's an excellent thought. Uh, 
start to wonder sort of how how would you know you've got a strategy that works because um, maybe you can implement some of it but maybe not all of it well twofold i guess first is the homework you know most strategies start out as people thinking you know it's about bright ideas particularly in this digital world you know i'm going to come up with a bright idea after having sat in a dark room with a wet towel on my head and then hope somebody else can do it um, I did some, uh, an open day uh, with some graduates uh, from the university, and one of them was, how can I raise money? And I said, raise money for what? Well, my idea. And I said, well, if you can't shoestring it, you probably can't raise money for it. Um, you know, it's that kind of thing. Do you have a business plan that actually, you know, holds water? Or is it that you want to have the money and then find out what you can do with it? Um, and, and I guess that's the, the acid test is if you've done the work, the, the, the background work, then A, you'll know that you have a, a, a chance of success because you've risk assessed it. But B, you also know what your alternatives are. And therefore, if one you know, wheel falls off, you can still roll along on the three and put a new one on uh, as opposed to having the whole thing cave in on you. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. It's um, I think sometimes it's it's too easy to think about the grow uh, to grow big fast, and when there are sort of some baby steps to take, that well, and 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 just basic hard work. I you know uh, you know it's if it wasn't hard if it wasn't hard it wouldn't be strategic, you know <laughs> otherwise everybody be doing it. And this is where I come across business models all the time. And I, I question them, you know, where, where's the homework? Where, where have you got the actual market opportunity from? Where do you have the resources to actually do it, the capabilities? So back to your question about human uh, aspect of strategy, how long does it take to get somebody up to speed if you're bringing in new capabilities? It's a long time. So good companies, actually, I'm working with a, a bank in Ireland at the moment, and they said, well, how long should our strategy be? And I said, what's your longest term? And they said, well, you know, mortgage is 35 years. I said, there you go. And often, you know, three years, two years, one year, you know, it's, <laughs> that's to satisfy shareholders. That's not to make sure you've got something you can implement. Uh, fabulous. So you've shared a lot of tips around strategies and uh, leadership there. Uh, I'm also interested in finding out your, your own personal tips for being in business. Um, you know something, there, there's, there's a lot of, of good advice out there. There's also a lot of poor advice. Um, you need to find you know, what you're comfortable with. You need to recruit on, on the capabilities you're less strong with, you're less interested in. Um, continued development is critical. You know, I, I started my doctorate uh, at the age of 58. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's never too, too long. That, that said, I'm a, I bridge this thing about practitioner and academic. Um, there's a lot that you don't learn in academia as well. And um, hopefully I can convince some academics to learn that something. But um, so CPD, you know, continued professional development is a real key to business. Um, what else? I'll tell you what. I, my engineering company survived 25 years through one crisis after another, including more recently the, the, the uh, oil 
crisis from our standpoint because of the price dropping. Um, we never borrowed money we couldn't pay back. In fact, we rarely borrowed. And we had a business model that made sure that we could ride you know, the good times and the bad times. Uh, I have a real problem with businesses that are so focused on their bank and not on their business uh, or their funders or their, their VCs. You have to remember a VC is there because the banks don't pay them enough interest. <laughs> they're, looking, they're looking for a major return. And, and if your business can't do that major return, then you've just handed them the business. Um, and then just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean you enjoy it. Uh, and I know this may, may, might sound strange, but seek out what makes you really feel you've, you're, you have a purpose. Uh, that as a business, you're creating value to people, to uh, other businesses. Um, and that's what's going to give you the most peace. And, uh, at my ripe old age, you know, that's, that's a, 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 long, a lesson that took a long time to learn. It's a valuable lesson. I think um, you're absolutely right. Having passion for what you do. And I would say it's one of the things that come across in our conversation is the passion for what you do, the, uh, the love of what you do. Well, it is funny is, is I'm still very hands-on. I've got a workshop uh, that I still build things. I, I, I sail and, and fix boats. Um, you know, I spread myself thin sometimes in various areas, but I can always relate, you know, to, to hopefully to other people's businesses because I genuinely take an interest in those. And that I think from a consultancy and a teaching standpoint is, is kind of critical. Fabulous. So if there's somebody with a passion for their business and they would like to, uh, some help with strategy and maybe seeking some, uh, another pair of eyes to read the label on the outside of the bottle, <laughs> how, how would they contact you, Jeff? Um, the, the easiest and the fastest way is, is to send me an email. Um, I can give you a number as well, but it's Jeff with J J E F F at E M A C G. That's, uh, E M A is my consultancy. Uh, it's then consultancy group.com. So that's Jeff at E M A C G.com. Or my phone number is 02380-849-074. Fabulous. And we'll put that on our website to help people uh, sort of connect with you. Excellent. Oh, and don't, you know, it's that old saying is don't forget to floss. You know, it's <laughs> basics that, that uh, actually make business really work. Oh, and, and I think your passion for life, I mean, you, you sound you're full on throttle for life and enjoying every moment of it. Thank you, John. Fabulous. Thank you for sharing your story and your insights with us. It's been highly valuable. So, Jeff, if you happen to know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs that would benefit from being on the podcast, could you let me know? I will certainly do so. Uh, and in fact, I, I think a lot of the those who were, are working on, on doctorates, um, like myself, um, might actually be interested in, in having a chat with you. Fabulous. I shall look forward to that. Excellent. Take care. Take care. So this has been a podcast for business owners by business owners. And until next time, see you soon. Bye. Bye then, Jeff. Cheers then. Bye now. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSB Care. A dedicated nurse will provide long-term practical advice and emotional support with any long-term health conditioning, disability, or if you're bereaved. 
This includes face-to-face -face therapy, counselling, uh, second medical opinion and practical help if needed. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.